Tana and aloha. Welcome to Native Stories, everyone. My name is Vehia Wheeler. I am born and raised on the island of Oahu in the Apua Boyao, and I am now living on the island of Moorea in the South Pacific. Native Stories is about activating indigenous perspectives and creating a palina or connection to place. And as I always like to say, who better to tell our stories than ourselves? And today we have an amazing guest um, from the island of Tahiti. Her name is Moyata Danielle Galno. She grew up by the sea in Taravao and by the river in Papeete. And I've asked her to be on this uh, episode with me today because she has been sailing with Papeete since 2009. Papeete is the Polynesian Voyaging Society of Tahiti and uh, their surrounding islands. And so that's a, you know, canoe voyaging, um, connecting with ancestors and relationships around the Pacific. She has become a skipper for Fafaite, the canoe, in 2012, and was also acknowledged as a navigator um, in 2019 with her kane, Titawa Tepoari, when they were able to sail from Tahiti to Aotearoa without the use of instruments. So I'd like to welcome you today to Native Stories, Mayata. Hello. Yarana, yarana. Do you, uh, do you want to do any kind of intro or anything? Uh, no. <laughs> I think you, you said it all. So. Okay, that works. <laughs> so, Moyata, why don't you, why don't we just start with, um, you know, where you're from, background a little bit, and um, I guess what brought you to be, to live, you know, the, the life of a navigator on a canoe, you know, a traditional style canoe. Well, I am... Um, I am from different parts of Tahiti, actually, deep. coming from my mother. Uh, I am from uh, Papeete and also Mataya and uh, Tehupu. Um, but in my mother's family, I live mostly in Papeete, just not too far from here um, by the Papeava, the river. At the time when I was a kid, you could still swim in that river. Uh-huh. So, yeah, so it was pretty... Uh, an awesome place to be as a kid, and from my father's side, I um, I am also I am from Tautira, I am from Taravo, and I am from Tiare mostly. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna go back all the way to <laughs> the 15th generation, but mostly that's where I'm from, and so I grew up in Taravo by the sea, um, and the person that influenced me the most. Uh, since I'm very young, is my grandfather. Mm-hmm. My grandfather um, is um, is a fisherman. He lived to be on the water, in the water. <laughs> um, he would I don't know fish every day, but mostly. Uh, he, for me, when I was a kid, because I'm a, I'm I'm fair. Mm-hmm. I um, <clears throat> and I didn't speak fluently Tahitian when I was young, I would look up to my grandfather who uh, would speak Tahitian with my grandmother, and uh, he looks very Tahitian. So I felt already since I was a kid that there was, there was a gap between him and I. Yeah, there was it was a generation gap. It, there was something missing mm-hmm. from him to me, right. and so I was very very attracted to him. He he was the most important person in my life as a kid, 
And uh, so automatically, I because I was so attracted to him and so fascinated by him, he he was so Tahitian in his way of being, of talking, and of behaving, that I basically followed him everywhere. And I taught, I learned everything, and I loved everything he loved. Okay. So I learned to love the sea on very young age. He would take me, he would steal me actually when I was not. I've, I was not at an age where I could walk. I was not even walking yet. He would kidnap me, take me in his canoe, and he would take me out and he would uh, go dive. And I would stay in the canoe on my own. <laughs> not even one year old. And, and he was already diving. And So I was, yeah, the, the sea has been part of my life since, since I'm born, yeah. My dad was a surfer. I mean, everybody was, you know, Tahitian, I mean, island life, yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. uh, no surprise, you know, that we love, we're so attracted to the sea. But, yeah, the sea becomes part of this love story between me and my grandfather. Um, and um, I wasn't so into fishing, but I learned all techniques of fishing with him. Uh, yeah, I learned a lot of things with him. But I, I don't enjoy fishing. I mean, I enjoy fishing, certain types of fishing, but not so much, actually. Mm -hmm. But it really totally connects me to it. And then, um, fast forward, you know, I paddle canoe, surf a little bit, uh, mostly paddle canoe a lot. Um, and then I ended up in Kauai, uh, where I lived there for four years, and I stepped on Hokulea. Oh, um, Kauai uh, in the Hawaiian Islands. Yes, yes. Stepped on, had a chance to step on Hokulea. I did uh, a few races with, um, you know, those uh, OC6 with a, a sail. I don't know. It's, what is it? it's, a, it's a sailing canoe? Yeah, sailing oh. canoes. Those are Naholo. What's the Naholo Kekai? I forgot. It's a, it's a race from Oahu to Kauai. Oh, ah, is it Molokai Hoi? No, not Molokai. I did Molokai, but I did... This oh, is like yeah, with a sailing Molokai. canoe. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. Yeah, like things. outrigger, okay. but you put a sail on it. So, um, and every time I did all those things because it, it, got, it would get me closer. You know, that gap between my grandpa and me would get smaller yeah. the more I would get to know the water. So I got really fascinated by it, you know, and like... Um, I really associated as him as um, the strength that the the water the the sea portrays. Yeah, yeah. yeah to me, it was yeah. So yeah. So and then I hear. So I come back. I came back in Tahiti. I think it was uh, year two thousand mm. around there. And so you know, I'm back here. I do a lot of things, and I'm in certain in um, cultural associations and stuff. And and one day I receive a mail, and it's about uh, getting a canoe here. This guy is giving us is 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 lending us a canoe to sail. And so hmm, I look at this, and I go, okay, uh, I'm not gonna go to the first meeting. I'm gonna ask them first if they're gonna put women on board, because I know here in Tahiti. We don't know nothing about sailing canoe at, at the time, yeah? We haven't sailed for so long. And so I asked, I sent a mail to the organizers, and I asked, um, okay, are you going to, are women going to be uh, allowed to sail? And they answered me, well, we don't know, we'll ask. <laughs> so they asked the, uh, the guy who's giving us the canoe, <laughs> and he answered, if you don't put women on board, we're not giving you the canoe. That's a good answer. Yeah. <laughs> so. The best answer. <laughs> yeah. 
So that's how I ended up joining FIT. Um, and that, uh, you know, I think for so many people, so many Polynesian people stepping on a on a voyaging canoe is 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 something very major and and important, you know, and life changing. And well, I have had the chance to go on Hukulea once and twice, and so I already knew the feeling. So I was very very excited about about this coming this canoe coming to Tahiti, and uh, and right away the minute I saw I saw Fafaite, I I knew something was you know I, I knew. Um, it was gonna change my life. Wow. Yeah, and actually, I thought to myself that I had never really engaged myself fully before that, and I knew I was gonna do that. Mm. Yeah. And so, when you were on Hokulea in Hawaii, it was to do sailing too, as well. Yeah, actually, um, Hokulea was preparing um, a voyage to Rapanui. I think I forgot. I think it was uh, year in the year two thousand one or two or something. Right, I remember yeah. hearing about it. And so they would re- they would train um, crew from different islands, but they would group them by island. Mm-hmm. And I was part of the team at, in Kauai. Ah, cool. But I had told Nainoa that I was coming home, and he told me that he could not pick me in the crew because. The thing was to sail on Hokula, but also after the sail, it was to come back to the community and, and teach, teach kids, teach the new, you know. So, yeah, and I thought it was totally legit that I would not be, you know. And, yeah, so I totally see, I, I thought it was awesome that they would pick people who could be resourceful to the youth, to the you know, to their people afterwards, after the sail. Yeah. So... Yeah, so it didn't happen, but hey, uh, I was I I had some awesome time with you know the little time that I got to go to New Valley where you know uh, I know his family live and train there. It was very short time, but it was awesome. It was pretty cool. Yeah. And so, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, Fafite over the years and your you know relationship and how you built up and studied? Like, was it in groups or um, you know? By yourselves, or well, at first, um, at first, none of us knew how to sail, <laughs> <laughs> Ex- except for our skipper. Our skipper uh, was uh, Teva Plisha. He's, um, I think, as a junior, he was world champ at a race, and you know, I mean, he was really good. He is still good. He still sails in, uh, in races and stuff. He's so. Let's say he's. Technically, he's this pro guy, you know, and and he was very enthusiastic in oh. teaching us, and also in giving us because uh, well, he's he's papa, huh? he's not Tahitian, and it was very for him. I think it was significant to be part of this adventure because he could see how the crew that was fully Tahitian, um, how how important it was for the crew to reconnect. To those things, yeah, to and and definitely grab again the ancestral cord, you know, and <laughs> so and he was very happy to be part of this adventure. So he taught us really well, um, and he was quite bold because he took us to trips when we didn't know nothing. I mean, the first sales we did, you know, overnight sales, we didn't know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> he was the he was the only one who knew. 
Yeah. He was the only one who knew, and there was 16 of us, I mean, him included. Yeah. That's a lot of people to, 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 manage, to manage, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was pretty, he was awesome. And he, so yeah, he, he trained us. He boosted our confidence, too. And little by little, it just happened naturally. Well, all of us, at the, the, you know, that's like, we called ourselves the first generation of Afaiti. We were very, very eager to know, to, to, to get to know how to do this, you know, and everything, everything about the sea, about the canoe, how to maneuver. We were very, very much into it. So I think it's naturally that some of us became watch captains and then, and then we got offered to do this training in, in Aotearoa to become skippers. And we just did it without even thinking, really. Amazing. Yeah, it, it was pretty amazing, actually. And, and we did this, and then it happened. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wasn't really, not really something I was looking, I was, you know, like ex- watching or, or thinking to myself, I'm going to get there, I'm going to build this or that. No, not at all. It just happened. Same when I became... You know, I mean, it's hard to say I became a navigator, you know, because it's you always need to remain humble about this thing. But it it was the same. It just happened. We got picked, my Tane and I, Titaua, to um, because the the Maori invited us to this big event that was called Tuya 250, and they wanted us to sail without instruments. So they said, we're gonna train you guys. Oh, okay. Um, So I'll just give a little um, background info on Tuya 250. It was in 2019, and it was the uh, ceremony of uh, Cook sailing around the Pacific and Tupaya going to Aotearoa. And so they wanted canoes from around the Pacific to then recreate these sails, or was it Tahiti specifically? It was Tahiti specifically because when they first came up with the idea of celebrating Cook, many Maori people did not right. like the idea. Right. And so at first the Maori said, no, we're not doing this. And then they, they talked again and they came up with the agreement to celebrate the dual heritage uh, because it was important for us, also, for them also to, to to move forward with this acceptance of the dual heritage. Mm-hmm. But they wanted to acknowledge the thousand years of traditional navigation, of, of Maori navigation. So they said that that's the, what they wanted to talk about also during this event and celebrate the knowledge of the Maori in navigate, navigation and acknowledge Tupaya, Tupaya that, who arrives with Cook, so 250 years ago, um, and that's how they invited us. Yeah. What we didn't know, Tito and I, I mean, we didn't realize it, it was that if we succeeded in arriving there without instruments, they were going to acknowledge us as navigators. Um. Yeah, we didn't, we were oblivious to that. <laughs> and actually, I don't think we, we really cared about that. You know, it wasn't right. what was important to us. As, it, as in like a title yeah. at the end and a ceremony wasn't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, it wasn't the objective at all. It was, it was getting there safely. Yeah. <laughs> and we thought, oh well, Aotearoa is big enough, so we'll hit, <laughs> we'll hit a part of it, maybe the north, maybe the south. But, but it actually it ended up, uh, we ended up, uh, let's say maybe it's beginner's luck, but we ended up in Tauranga where we were expected to arrive. Yeah. So it was, it was an adventure. Yeah. Wow. 
Tauranga Akiva, or also known as Gisborne. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, and so, why don't, well, I, I, I don't know if our listeners know this, but captain and navigator are not the same thing, right? So you have to, you have been a captain for a while before you went into navigating. So why don't you explain a little bit what the difference is and the responsibilities and things like that? Well, in the tradition, the navigator gives the navigator is on top of the hierarchy. He gives the 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 direction. Um, he predicts the weather, and so he's gonna give instructions to the second behind, underneath him, which is the skipper or the captain. Wow. Yeah, um, he needs to be very focused, so he doesn't have time really to. To, to take care of the crew, to pay attention to the crew much. That's the role of the skipper. Ah, yeah. okay. He's really much into observing, uh, you know, and, and doing, okay, figuring out how much the canoe went ahead, yeah. or off course, on course, stuff like that. How do, what those those clouds telling me, and okay, what is this, the, the sea telling me, stuff like that. So... He cannot manage the crew, or he, but he gives instruction. Like he, he can say, okay, uh, reduce the sail for the night, or you know, or okay, we we turn now, you know, we change uh, bearings now. It is not in the tradition. It is not the captain who's gonna say, I think we should change bearings now. Ah, no. okay, yeah, okay. Uh, which is um, and then so the skipper deals with the crew, organizes the crew. And make sure the crew's okay, and make sure things are going fine and smooth. All the maneuvers are being done like they're supposed to be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the skipper's role. Um, but the skipper, of course, has to really be in sync with the navigator. Yeah, um, because yeah, yeah, because he. It's. I think it's a. It's a humbling um, position. Yeah, to be the skipper because you. You you're not the boss like you are in the tra- in the uh, in the Western way, yeah, mm-hmm. and which is actually um, sometimes it causes problem because uh, in the uh, if you in regards to the maritime maritime law, mm-hmm. the skipper is in charge is responsible for his or her crew. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it's got to be very clear with your crew, your navi- between the the skipper. And the navigator or the navigators, it's got to be really crystal clear of who's doing what and whose responsibility is this one and that one. Yeah. You really need to find a, a good agreement with with your skipper and with yeah. Yeah, and how long were you guys on the sail from Tahiti to Aotearoa? Uh, we actually, what we did first was we went to Rarotonga. Uh, we did, uh, I believe, seven days to get to Rarotonga. Uh, on board, we had uh, Piripi Smith, who is um, who's Maori, and he's a he's a navigator who became Po in 2020. No, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no. Anyway, af- no, after we sailed, yeah, 2020, I think he became Po, and so he was our master. And he wanted to make sure that we were okay, so we did Tahiti Rarotonga first. And he did it with you? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And then uh, Rarotonga to Aotearoa, it took us uh, 15, 17 days or 16 days. Yeah. yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, it was a it was not an easy sale because it was winter, <laughs> and you know the Haitian people and the cold is really <laughs> it's not a love story. Oh, in Aotearoa, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's di- definitely different than here. It's hot here all the time. <laughs> uh, we were, we, you know, we were frozen. I mean, we were frozen Tahitians the whole yeah. the whole time, and uh, so it wasn't easy for me to stay outside. You know, with a lack of sleep and the cold. The cold was, whew, you know, that's when you realize how lucky we are here. Our conditions here are so much nicer. <laughs> the winds are nicer. And every, everything is gentler here. Yeah, and uh, we, were t- we were thinking to ourselves, oh, that's why the Maori are the way they are. That's why they do all those haka and stuff, <laughs> because they're surrounded by a very harsh environment. Yeah. 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 But, uh, it was it was very it was a good sale and uh, we had a, you know we were well prepared and our canoe is so sturdy and so strong that uh, yeah it's it's really a good canoe to to do those kind of voyages with yeah, yeah. wow that's amazing and so um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about um, sailing without instruments like uh, was that something that was uh, kind of nerve-wracking to you for for you, or you like you said you were very prepared, so it's like this is no problem. <laughs> um, actually, well, it, it, I didn't see it that way. Well, first of all, I wasn't on my own; I was with Titawa, yeah. So that that changes things too. But Titawa and I have always said that um, as long as you have water and food on this canoe, it, it's no big deal if you're lost because it's a sturdy canoe. And so we've never been uh, afraid to be lost because we know that, yeah, if we have enough food and water, well, you stay longer maybe underwater, but but you'll be okay. Um, um, What we really were into it, really, really interested in, is how uh, when when you sail without instruments, you have to develop your senses. You, it's not the same with the GPS. You just look. You, you develop your eyes <laughs> to to look at your screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas when you, you when you sail without instruments, it's everything that you need to develop in your senses. You know, you, all of a sudden the air becomes hotter, or it, you you feel water in the air. You know, mm-hmm. it's gonna rain. You smell the rain coming. So it's got you, the smell, the feel in your skin. Where is the wind hitting you? On your knee, on your cheek, on your back. Okay. You know all those things, the colors, colors of the sea, the colors of the sky, everything. You know the. You can smell an island. The what are the animals tell you? What are the 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 birds telling you? Mm-hmm. What are the you know? It, it's so much important. You see seaweed. What is it telling you? You know, it. it's so much more. We, when we talk about traditional sailing, everybody talks about stars, but it's just one part. Mm. And the senses, it's just way more. And I don't know if it's because we're Polynesian, but you get to a point in the sail where it becomes spiritual somehow. Wow. Yeah, and, and you're not alone. You know, your, your tupuna are with you. And and so it, it, it just... it. It's another dimension. It's it's another. It's not it's not like sailing on a regular boat. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. 
and we wish uh, and and you kind of want everybody actually everybody who's Polynesian and into sailing you wish one day they can do it mm. because it's really something different it's yeah. really yeah yeah you 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 must understand better or must become more one with the elements yeah and you especially understand your place in the world you're in it you're not over it you're not on top of of nature definitely not you're very small but you part of it you know as much as as the birds and the and the fishes and i mean you you're part of it and and sailing like this really takes you back to your original place on this planet yeah yeah and i think maybe as a polynesian uh, voyager like it brings you back to the sea and to where it is and honestly i mean i can totally you, you even understand better um your ancestor spirituality and how they would behave how they would um uh, describe their gods because they're really related to the elements yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so it's yeah it's it's really it's it's amazing of how many things voyaging without instruments can bring you bring to you you know wow. can yeah offers you mm-hmm. because for all of us i think being in connection with our tupuna is so important yeah, yeah. it is yeah. It's, i mean i don't have to explain this yeah i mean to to a hawaiian to a to a maori to every, yeah. i mean we don't have to explain that to each other and so when we, some people maybe find it find the link in in dancing or in paddling right. you know but voyaging to me is is something where you you can get that like big time yeah <laughs> yeah Wow. So it takes you to like a whole, you know, because we're, we're born in like kind of Western world, you know, now in 2022. So it takes you to a different time and level and different spiritual understanding of yourself and the yeah. culture. Yeah, definitely. I think um, I can say that once I met Fafaiti and I started sailing, I stopped asking myself uh, those kind of questions about, what is my goal in this my, in this life? Or mm. what was I born for? You know how you have those questions and stuff. Well, it was <laughs> that was it. That was it. I found the wow. canoe. I and I was like the connection. Was yeah, there. and I didn't need to question myself about those things. Right? It's not like I could say, oh, I found my place in this world. No, not at all. But I didn't have a need for those to answer those questions anymore. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, yeah, I was. I'm okay. I'm full in my life. Since since I I'm sailing actually yeah. on a canoe yeah yeah since since being on this path yeah yeah did 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 it make you think anything about um, Tupaya at that time you know because you guys are trying to rec- recreate basically his voyage right um, yeah we well especially for the Tuya we we studied a bit more Tupaya and and it's really uh, you know it's like Tupaya is like a a superhero, you know, a Superman, and 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 so you think there's no way you can get to his, you know, level. There's no way, yeah. yeah. Tahua, Tahua, right? Like yeah. a priest, like yeah. a specialized person. Yeah, yeah. And he was skillful in so many things. And when you go to Aotearoa and you hear the stories of what he did over there, I mean, you have descendants who tell you descendants of of chiefs, chiefs at that time yeah. who tell you the stories. Who tell you that Tupaya have saved and healed the person who got, I mean, uh, uh, Ali'i, Ari'i, who got shot. Mm-hmm. 
by uh, uh, Captain Cook's guys, yeah, um, you realize that, I mean, it's big shoes to fill, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was, uh, I was secretly hoping that he would accompany us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, you know. Yeah. So we sang a lot about, for him. We had um, two or three songs about him that um, people wrote for us, mm. and we would sing those songs a lot during the voyage. We would think about him a lot. And, and even when we did the coastal, you know, when we sailed around New Zealand, Aotearoa, we thought about him a lot. And um, this voyage brought us definitely closer to him. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the knowledge that we have today about uh, navigating is so small. It's so small. And and I'm pretty convinced that it was also another approach. You know, they were voyaging, um, doing maths without knowing they were doing maths. Oh, yeah, yeah? absolutely. Being engineers. Yeah. yeah, being weather experts without knowing they were doing yeah meteorology or something whereas us we know those things so it doesn't i'm sure we're not the same voyagers you know as as they were and i'm sure they were way smarter and way (laughs) (laughs) acute you know their senses were way so yeah you can but you can see him or or and others as sources of inspiration yeah yeah Uh, absolutely yeah absolutely oh that's such an inspiring story I mean, so many things to think about as you're talking about being in relationship with the world and then also with our ancestors. Oh, and actually, that brings me to my next question, because I did read an article where, um, cause, because um, there was, there's Tupaya's map, right, that has been around since he made it, so the 18, 1800s or before then, and... Um, it's like uh, constantly being talked about and people are trying to figure it out, especially Europeans, right? Westerners. And so there's, uh, I think this, the the latest article was by two German people who are trying to understand or decipher this uh, perspective. And then I saw that you and Titawa were quoted in an article, but you guys were at the bottom. And I was like, what? They should be at the center of this article. What? They're the ones reliving this, you know? So, like, to depict a Tahitian perspective, you guys would be the closest, in my opinion. You know? And so do you have anything to say about that article, or the the map and how it's being revived and how people are understanding it? Well, I don't know if I should say this, but I I will anyway. (laughs) Um, We are interviewed a lot but most of the time we can talk for hours and we'll end up at the bottom of the article it happens a lot and it happens when people who interview us are not Polynesians and they come from outside and they want to know about navigation they want us to explain to them navigation in five minutes and they will <laughs> understand everything right. you know especially and, uh, to yeah. write in an article right yeah and it's always an expectation from from them and so we're at a point where we don't even want to do interviews so much yeah and when we did that one it was the same we talked to that person for for hours because she wanted to know um Okay, here's those guys, they're, you know, whatever, they're experts in their field, but do they consider the indigenous side of things, yeah, or the indigenous people who know how to do things? And so um, 
they um, they asked us, but I had a feeling also that maybe they wanted to con- create a controversy, or oh, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah. That also, yeah. And and um, and actually, we're meeting uh, Lars, which is the one of, one of the German guys. Right. He's in Tahiti, and he oh, contacted right us. He wants to talk to us. Of I course. think we're meeting him like in the tomorrow sense. or something. Right, or, right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but it is true that in science, I think people from the field or indigenous people want to say, wait, there is science, mm-hmm. but it is also the indigenous knowledge, yeah, mm-hmm. which is so much more. We have so much more, so many more dimensions that okay. you might not be able to grasp, yeah. And so that's what we're saying, Tito and I also, is that, yeah, what they did, this German uh, couple, yeah, I mean, this this guy and this, this lady, they... Another little couple, but they've been work, they work together. I don't know how to call that, but anyway, they did a big work in gathering info. Right. They read everything. Yeah. Okay. That was yeah, and they they went and did this very tiny, detailed, oriented work to to basically put a puzzle back together. Mm-hmm. I think. And that's probably what we'll be telling Lars when we meet him tomorrow. Is yeah, there is a danger in interpretation if you not if you don't know anything about voyaging, yeah. And and that's the danger. And so uh, it's great to assemble all those things and go gather this. I mean, I don't know how many years they did, mm-hmm. yeah, which is a phenomenal work. But there is a limit to that, and it's the, the actual knowledge. Of the sea of voyaging, that and you cannot substitute yourself. I mean, you know, you cannot act yeah. like a. So, so that's important. Sure, that's for sure. Um, but I, what I liked, we we they did a presentation when we were during the two year two fifty, and we were there. And I thought what was interesting really was their um, deduction that. Because Tupaya could not make himself being understood by by uh, Captain Cook's crew, what he did was he tried to take he tried to t- take their ways of doing things and he applied it to the map. Ah, so I, yeah, you're, uh, I see what you're saying. So actually, writing a map is not what he would do. Yeah, because he's writing a map in different ways, like you're saying, yeah. through the lived experiences of and the navigation. Yeah. And well, the map is a two D. Right. Yeah, it's flat, and you're looking at the islands, the land from above. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, when you're voyaging, you're part of the map. Yeah. You're in the same plane as the map, as the land and the sea. Yeah. And so, uh, your comp- in, you're in your compass. The compass is not an outside tool, yeah? yeah? You, you're in the center, actually. Your canoe is the center of the compass. So you don't approach... Can you imagine you never drew... You, you issued from an oral tradition. <laughs> yeah, you know? right. And here's those people. And, and on top of it, well, they put a map... They put a piece of paper in front of you, and the north is on, on top. Yeah? Well, yeah, where's, where's north, you know? Like, where even is that? I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> When for for them, well, the big, biggest thing you can see in the in the sky is the sun, and so there's east and west. Well, although they don't call it that way, mm-hmm. but there's at least two directions, and that's east and west. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, he had to understand their ways. Tupaya had to understand their ways to make himself understood by them, because he took 
their ways of thinking yeah. and explain to them his ways. Right, right. Yeah, and, and that's what um, those, those two German people explained to us. And I thought that was pretty... It seemed, it seemed yeah, acceptable for me. Right. Yeah, and and so I really um, we even Titawa we enjoyed our their presentation. Um, we didn't pay much uh, attention yet on the map. We haven't. We always, you know, we know we we, we got to do this, but we we haven't <laughs> done it yet. Um, and uh, I don't know. It's like this whole buzz about this whole thing for us is. It has no time framing, you know. I mean, it's not it's not something so important to us. Mm-hmm. Although it's valuable, and we need to get more into it, yeah. But it's true that I think all scientists, not just those two guys, but all scientists, archaeologists and whatnot, ethnologists and whatnot, they have to understand that their knowledge, scientific knowledge, at some point doesn't meet the indigenous knowledge or wisdom yeah mm-hmm. or spirituality because for us most of the time it's all linked it's one yeah, exactly. you cannot separate you cannot those separate yeah them. and so well we want to say they're not going to understand yeah mm-hmm. and, and and that's how we believe mm-hmm. so i think yeah at some point you need to step aside and let the indigenous people talk or exp- explain if they want to explain right <laughs> yep so yeah, and I think he's also here for that, Lars. I think he got, they got criticized a lot about that. Mm-hmm. So now he wants to. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll talk to him. But uh, I can tell already that he's making up uh, guess guesses. Yeah. That are not correct because he doesn't sail, because right. he doesn't voyage. Yeah, right. No, 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 I completely understand, and that's actually why you know this podcast exists. It's called Native Stories because we want to in- activate Indigenous perspectives. We think that ourselves telling our stories is uh, the most appropriate, of course, and um, that it's undervalued. You know, it's like uh, why shouldn't you guys be the first to come to you know for any of this knowledge? Yeah. And also, I agree that it needs to be um, that the lived experience, like living in it, is uh, undervalued as well, and that it's a, a whole data set of knowledge that they're missing out on, that they, that other people cannot or are not including, which is then making conclusions insufficient. Yeah. Yeah, that's how. That's, and I think it's important for us to really know this because um, sometimes we develop a complex of inferiority. Right. Yeah? Yeah. Because we don't tell our stories. Yeah. We yeah. don't hear our stories. We don't hear our stories. We don't grow up, you know, Hawaii, we don't grow up enough yeah. with the stories. And, yeah. yeah. And who writes about navigation today? Who writes about I it? I don't know. Not, not Tahitian people. Oh, really? Yeah. You could go and you, you can read plenty of things about navigation and it's by... Researchers from all over the world, yeah, Germans, the French, those people. I mean, teach uh, professors at universities and stuff. They write, they write books about navigation. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, and it's like, well, I know it's hard for us to write. Yeah, that's another thing. But I think it's really time to to that we like we tell our stories because what we want to tell also, and I think that's really important, is that it's the kind of knowledge that you don't learn in a book. 
Mm. And I think we need to encourage our people, especially mm. our youth, to learn from sticking your your fingers in the you know living living yeah 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 you gotta go in the taro the you know, grow taro and you gotta go <laughs> learn to fish and all that right and this you cannot learn in the book you cannot just stay home you know take your iPhone and 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 download some no no it's not like this yeah. and I think the more you learn the art of the uh, the art the art of doing something that is native. I think you build confidence in yourself. Yeah. 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 Because you know, you know, okay, if you know, you know, you know because you've done it, because you've lived it. Yeah. And so you can, you can draw conclusions. Yeah? yeah. And it's not just oh somebody told me. No, no, no. You lived it. Yeah. So you can say. Yeah. You can say, well, this is my experience. Yeah. yeah. And I think it gives you confidence and assurance, self-assurance when you when you do that. And so for me, it's important to to try to um, tell that to the youth because most of our youth lack self-confidence. Here in yeah, the, that's how I feel. The, yeah, or, or all of the. Um, I don't know about the other islands. Mm-hmm. When I go to Hawaii or to Aotearoa, I'm pretty impressed by the youth mm-hmm. compared to our youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like Matane and I. That's kind of like what we want to do is, is try to instill a bit more of self assurance or self confidence. Yeah? yeah, about who we are. Yeah, not just about yourself, but about your your origins, your roots, because um, yeah, because it it's gonna take you so far. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely, I agree. You can see when you do it yourself, you see why it's worthwhile too. Yeah, you see how important and how. Um, advance, you know, our knowledge was when you actually do it. When I went with you guys on the canoe, which was what it was like, um, it was only just a day trip. I was pretty impressed, you know. I was like, wow, like it's really so much deeper than you can really yeah. be told, yeah. you know. Like you, of course, you you know that it's a lot, but you don't really know deep down inside of you how much time and effort and knowledge goes into what we have developed over thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it's inherited. Yeah. 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 So so somehow you need to learn yourself but you inherit it also. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's our history, it's our responsibility, it's our duty to also yeah. continue it as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, great. Well, um is there anything as we close up, is there anything else you want to add? I think that was a great closure, you know, talking about hopeful futures and and youth and inspiring greater communities. But yeah, anything else you want to add? No, just that. I think, uh, um, yeah, more and more it's important to be connected to who we are. I think it's also important to develop our relationship with our cousins overseas know, right? because we are, we are, this is our territory. This is our our home. This is our land. The sea is our land, mm-hmm. and it goes from way over there, you know, Aotearoa to Micronesia. To it's not a triangle. It's way f- bigger than this triangle. Oh <laughs> this triangle, and and it's important to to remember we're not alone out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we're a nation. I mean, we're and we're we're in we're descendants of a great nation of great people, and I think it's. Um, it's important to remember that, yeah, definitely to go to move forward in the right direction, yeah, and for our people, for our land, and for for this whole Pacific, 
Yeah. 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 Cool. No, I agree. I agree. Absolutely. And that's why we do this uh, podcast as well, so that we can put, you know, your guys' voices out there into the world and hopefully some Hawaii listeners are listening, <laughs> some Tahitian listeners are listening, <laughs> and people in Aotearoa. So thank you so much, Moyata, Marururoa. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> and um, please follow us on nativestories.org where you can find all of our latest podcasts and information. And uh, ahuiho. Ahuiho, yarana. <laughs>